0: All right, good morning, everybody. Hey, we have said it before. Church at Southside, let me see you. Everybody look this way. Rain or shine, how about in the wind as well, all right? A little windy today, but man, I'm glad to see everybody. Good to see y'all. Hey, uh, I just want to go back just real quick uh, on last week, but before I do, man, I've got, I've got some good and bad news, Okay. Good news in the fact that we have a hope that is beyond what we can see here, but the, uh, the sad part of it, uh, our good friends here at Norton's, uh, Mr. Gus Pappas, the owner here, passed away uh, this last week. Uh, talked with uh, his son Cameron and let them know that obviously their family are, are in our prayers and uh, we are just so grateful for him. And I just want to say this publicly, uh, I have very little doubt. Uh, Where Mr. Gus is right now, I know he is with the Lord, uh, absent from the body, present with the Lord. But I can tell you this, a man that would take his business and say, absolutely, meet here uh, in our space, didn't charge us a dime. Uh, I can tell you this, I believe when he met God face to face, God said, well done. And, uh, and he is healed and he is whole. And so let's just do this. Let's, let's be thankful uh, for the life that he lived, amen. And let's, uh, let's pray for his family together as a church family before we even get started in the word today. And just, uh, I'm so thankful for the impact that he had. Um, in fact, I'll tell you this. He was a member of the Greek Orthodox Church, believer in Jesus. Uh, but I can tell you this, the good... That God has done out here, he is directly responsible in being a part of that. And so uh, that is a well-done moment and, uh, and a moment that takes uh, just precedent to, to stop and to pause and to be thankful uh, for the life that he lived. And uh, by the way, the influence and impact that he continues uh, to have just by allowing us to, to be here, this family. And so uh, will you pray with me and let's, let's pray for that dear family's heart and, uh, and thank the Lord that Gus is healed and whole. And so, Father, we do, uh, with a heavy heart, come to you as a family. Uh, what we do would not be possible uh, without the, the Pappas family and the fine uh, people of Norton's just uh, allowing us uh, to gather and have this space. Uh, that is so unheard of uh, that a business would do that. And uh, we know those of us that have been involved in decisions and, and listening to you, Father, and in, in direction have had many uh, places uh, refuse and tell us no or, or any of those kind of things about meeting there. And uh, God, I, I look back fondly this week, uh, that phone, initial phone conversation of them hearing our story and hearing what we wanted to do when we were, in fact, homeless. We needed a place To gather, And their first answer was before they even had the details, yes, uh, we're in, now let's talk a little more about it. And so, uh, thank you for the life that Gus lived, I know he is healed and whole and with you. And with that, we thank you for salvation, we thank you for the grace of Jesus that makes that possible. And again, just thank you for their generosity, be with them uh, during this trying time. Uh, I know they know where he is at, but there is still hurt, and so we pray your blessings over Cameron, over the family, uh, over this company, uh, that you continue to bless them and just the the stewardship that they've had of the blessings you've given them. And so bless the Pappas family, God, just uh, be with them in a special way. We pray and we ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, thank you so much for that. Continue to remember them this week. I know the funeral will be this week, uh, Tuesday, I believe. And so keep them in your prayers uh, this week as they uh, go through that trying time as well, okay? Uh, Last week, anybody here last week? Anybody remember being here last week or listening online? Uh, We took a pause from the Faith Series and we went into Thanksgiving. Here's Here's a major news bulletin. I want it breaking news, all right? Did you know that the Sunday after Thanksgiving, you can still have an attitude of Thanksgiving. It's, it's not just one day a year. Some of you are looking very puzzled. Like, I didn't know that. I thought we gathered and we were only thankful that one day. Be thankful every day of the year because we do have so much to be thankful for, okay? Last week, we took the pause on this, and I want to remind you of a beautiful formula that you can still live your daily life on, outside of thanksgiving and it be a wonderful blueprint for your life three things rejoice always pray without ceasing and be thankful in all circumstances it's a beautiful way to live it is a much happier way to live than to be caught up in the trappings of this world i promise you it'll be easier if we live life in such a way this week pick back up in our faith series we've been going through hebrews looking at a verse in Hebrews and then going back and looking at the Old Testament story. You know that. If you've been here, you're very familiar with that setup by now. Charlie, a couple of weeks ago, did a beautiful job taught on the falling of the walls of Jericho. If you were here, you heard that. It was amazing. Uh, I was not here that week, but by the beauty of technology, Brantley, thank you for putting things up. was able to go back and listen to that wonderful job that Charlie reminded us, if you remember... Walls can still fall, two words, by faith. Remember, that's all through this series. It's going to start out today and say, by faith, those two words. Anybody remember the definition of faith? One person, two people, complete trust and confidence in someone or something. We urge you at this place for that to be the person of Jesus Christ, that you would put your faith and your trust in Him. But Charlie picked up by this young man by the name of Joshua. He picks up at a time where Moses has, uh, we've come out of that story through Hebrews. Moses has led all of these amazing adventures and callings that God has given him. This young man by the name of Joshua is then called to take place as his leadership. Given a call that you and I both have today, be strong and courageous. All right, That's how we operate in this world, by faith and being strong and courageous. So Joshua has this unbelievable task to take this people that this great leader by the name of Moses and lead the people. Charlie looked at this moment where they had already crossed the the Jordan River, they go into Jericho and they given this crazy calling, we want you to walk around the city walls and then on the seventh day it was a little bit different and we want you to yell and the walls are going to fall down. Remember the story? All right. For the first time in Hebrews, though, here's what's happened. So we looked at, that was uh, chapter 11, verse 30, and it looked at the walls of Jericho, which was Joshua 6. Today we look at the life of a lady by the name of Rahab. It's 1131, so a verse later, but yet it's going to rewind, and we're going to go into Joshua 2. Now here's what I want to tell you, though. I think it gives us a little perspective, even going back to the week that Charlie talked into the life of Joshua, the story of that uh, the people going to Jericho and everything, we get to see a little of before the story of what happened in this monumental moment with a lady by the name of Rahab, who, spoiler alert, Jesse was talking about this, hate that this is always attached to her name and continues on, but a prostitute. So for any in the crowd today that would say, well, I can't be used by God because I am a fill-in-the-blank. I am an addict. I'm homeless. I'm a felon. I'm a nobody. I'm a prostitute. Well, I got good news for you because you're in good company because the Bible is full of people who had those labels and God used in a mighty way. Because here's the beautiful part. I want you to listen to me this morning on this. What you have done... What you're doing or what you will do is immaterial to what God can do through you. The grace of Jesus is enough. If you need to leave, leave with that thought right now this morning that the grace of Jesus is enough for you. It's enough for me. Now, does He call us to a higher standard? Absolutely. You better believe it. But His grace is enough for when we fall short. Anybody out here ever fell short? Yep. Today? Yep. Me? You? His grace is enough. If we really believe in this thing, the gospel, that by faith, that when we meet that moment when our life is called upon, that we have faith and trust in Jesus' words by those two words, by faith, complete trust. Hebrews 11.31, let me read it this morning. We'll pray and then we'll we'll talk about it just for a few moments. Hebrews 11.31, by faith, there's those two words again, Rahab, the prostitute, Did not perish with those who were disobedient because she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. Will you pray with me? Father, my prayer has been this whole week. Knowing that who we were looking at, the faith of a lady named Rahab. That God, those out here that have labeled themselves or have been labeled by others. Would realize that by faith and choosing to live a life for you. Complete trust and confidence in you. That, God, you can do anything beyond the labels that man has made. Your grace is enough. Your grace is sufficient. And so, Jesus, we thank you for that. I pray that you speak that message over every heart this morning. We pray and we trust in the name of Jesus this morning. Amen. So we see this by faith, Rahab the prostitute. So we get the rewind here, and we're going to Joshua chapter 2. I want to read the story that is in Joshua 2. It's a little long, but I feel like we got to do it for the the context of the story. And so I'll try to do this just as quickly as possible. We'll talk about it for a few moments, and then we'll close uh, the time in the Word today, okay? It says, And Joshua the son of Nun sent two men for Shittim as spies, saying, Go, view the land, especially Jericho. And they went and came to the house of a prostitute whose name was Rahab and lodged there. And it was told to the king of Jericho, Behold, men of Israel came here tonight to search out the land. I want you to picture what's happening here. Joshua is going to be given Jericho. We know. He walks around the city. The walls fall. This is a spying mission. What will we encounter when we go to Jericho? And so they are sent and there is this lady named Rahab the prostitute. So that is why they are spying out the land. It says, So the king of Jericho sent to Rahab, saying, Bring out the men who have come to you, who entered your house, for they have come to search out the land. But the woman had taken the two men and hidden them, and she said, True, the men came to me, but I did not know where they were from. And when the gate was about to be closed at dark, the men went out. I do not know where the men went. Pursue them quickly, for you will overtake them. But... She had brought them up to the roof and hid them in the stalks of flax that she had laid in order on the roof. So the men pursued after them and on the way to the Jordan as far as the fords. And the gate was shut and soon the pursuers had gone out. Before the men lay down, she came up to them on the roof and said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land and the fear of you has fallen upon us and that all the inhabitants of the land melt away before you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea before when you came out of Egypt. Let me just stop right there. This is Rahab, and she is already defying the powers of be of Jericho. And is saying, I have heard about the Lord. I trust in the Lord as who you say He is. And I know He's given you the land. And by the way, word has gotten around That the sea parted and you folks walked on dry ground and now you're here. I trust in you over the government. I trust in you over the powers that be of Jericho, right? And so she said, we've heard of you. And then it gets to the point that says, as soon as we heard it, our hearts melted and there was no spirit left in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in the heavens above and on the earth. Sounds like a confession of faith to me, right? She's saying, we have heard of you. We have heard of your God, and I believe he is the God, the king of kings. And it says that you will save alive my, uh, let's see, uh, deal kindly with my father's house and give me a sure sign that you will save alive my father, my mother, my brothers, my sisters, and all who belong to them and deliver our lives from death. And the men said to her, Our life for yours, even to death. If you do not tell this business of ours, then when the Lord gives us a land, we will deal kindly and faithfully with you. Listen to what she did. If you don't know the story, it's amazing. It says, Then she let them down by a rope through the window, for her house was built into the city wall. So she lived in the wall. Do you see a problem that if somebody lives in the wall and the wall is about to fall? Right? I mean, she's got big problems on her hands. It says that she let them down with the rope. She said, go into the hills or the pursuers will encounter you and hide there three days until the pursuers have returned. Then afterwards you may go your way. The men said to her, we will be guiltless with respect to this oath of yours that you have made us swear. So this is this lady that is taking this very big risk she knows I mean even the king of Jericho has sent word to her house and said we know the men were here what did you do with them she lies she covers it up she made an oath with them and said I will uh, let you escape I'll tell you which way I told them to pursue you you go the other way and you just remember me remember me when God gives you she is having this faith moment of God is going to give you the city I know that I've encountered him. I have this faith in him now. And hey, God is going to give you the city. I know that. All I'm asking is you take care of us. Take care of my family. And she lets them down with the rope. She hit them. She she all of these things that she's doing because she understands these people are from God. What an amazing story. And, and the fact that honestly, we are given this intel that she's a prostitute. God didn't have to give us that nugget. It could have just been Rahab, right? I think it's so beautiful, though, that we know that she has a past. I don't know if she's actively involved in that. Maybe. I'll even say this, that even if she is, that God's grace is enough. Does he want that for her? Of course not. He's got better plans. But his grace is enough. And so you've got this this profession that's there. I mean, I think that's a huge nugget from this story that she's a prostitute. I want you to to listen to me this morning, I, I want you to answer this question for yourself. How many times do you think you've heard out here that it doesn't matter what you've done, what you're doing, or what you will do, that His grace is enough? We'll say that until Jesus calls us home. I mean, that that's it. That's the gospel, man. It doesn't matter what you've done. His grace is enough. That's why you can get to a lady that is... Right from the the jump, it says, Rahab the prostitute. And yet, she's a hero. She's in the hall of faith. It's a, a, a section of scripture that says, if you want faith, if you want real faith, have faith like this prostitute did. Do you not get how big that is? Like, honestly, that could have been her profession, we never knew about it. But God gave us that detail for a very specific reason. And I think it's for those that have been labeled or choose to label ourselves and feel like we can't rise above the label, have the faith of a prostitute this morning. Did you think you'd hear that coming to church? I mean, her faith is celebrated. The fact that we say this all the time and we mean it with all of our heart that the faith of Jesus I mean, the the forgiveness of Jesus is enough no matter what we've done, what we're doing, or what we will do. I want to give you two rest of the story moments that I think are so beautiful in the rest of the story. I encourage you, go back and read all 24 verses of Joshua chapter 2. I think I read about half of those. But as you do, I mean, it's an amazing story. But I want to give you two rest of the story moments that are even more beautiful in my mind. I want to flash forward to Joshua chapter 6. This is where Charlie talked from. We're getting now to the moment where the walls are about to fall. And in fact, they do. This amazing moment where this fortified city at the faith of the people, by the way, that walked around and the walls fall down, then we get this little nugget. And the city and all that is within it shall be devoted to the Lord for destruction. Only Rahab, the prostitute, And all who were with her in her house shall live, because she hid the messengers whom we sent. Out of anyone that showed any kind of faith in God, the prostitute that lived in the wall of the city, only she will remain. Only she and her family will remain because of their faith and because of the promise that was made. Then we go further, Joshua 6, 25. Listen to what this says. It says, But to the two men who had spied out the land, Joshua said, Go into the prostitute's house, bring out from there the woman and all belong to her, as you swore to her. So the young men who had been spies... When in, brought out Rahab and her father and her mother and her brothers, all that had belonged to her. And they brought out all her relatives and put them outside the camp of Israel. And they burned the city with fire and everything in it, only the silver and gold and the vessels of bronze and iron. They put into the treasury of the house of the Lord. But Rahab, the prostitute and her father's household and all that belonged to her, Joshua saved alive. And she has lived in Israel to this day because she hid the messengers from whom Joshua spent to spy out to Jericho. Can I tell you where Rahab is right now? I believe she's in heaven. I believe she's our sister. I believe that her faith and her confession in God was real. I believe that they were people in front of her, and she had the most powerful people in her little circle, this wall of Jericho. The king of Jericho sends and says, I know those people were with you. Tell me what they did. It's like they're not here. They're gone. She's hiding them and then looks them in the eye and says, I know God's given you this city. In fact, more than that, I know that he is God. I know he is the one. I believe. I've heard about you guys. I've heard about him. I heard that you walked through on dry ground in your journey to get here. Like word had gotten around. That's enough. I believe. And so all of this beautiful story and then, You know, her letting them down and then saying, now you remember your promise to me. And then when everything happens, we get this story that Rahab and her household are the only ones left. Isn't that a beautiful story this morning? That a prostitute can have this amazing faith that for generations has talked about and said, have faith like that. And wouldn't that be beautiful if that was just it? If that was the story, man, that Rahab was saved and yeah, she's in heaven and all that. But can I give you one nugget that I think is the sweetest part of the story? You're going to have to flash forward all the way to the New Testament. There's this portion in Scripture in Matthew chapter 1 that if, listen, very honest, very transparent, is super boring to read. Chapter 1 of Matthew. It is the lineage of Jesus Christ. And it starts out and it says all these people. And it was important twofold, I believe. One is because we were later able to look back on all the prophecy of who Jesus was going to be and where he came from and see that it lines up correctly. Everything that was prophesied about Jesus, where he would come from, who he would come from, the line of David, all of these things. But can I tell you one place that is in there? Not only did God give us the idea that Rahab was a prostitute and she had this amazing faith... Can I tell you this? That there's one name in the lineage of Jesus that always jumps off the page to me. And it's Rahab the prostitute. That Jesus Christ himself, the lineage of Jesus, God chose fit and said, You know what? The prostitute that had faith, she's in the line of Jesus. So if you say this morning, man, I can't do anything because I'm homeless. I can't do anything because I'm an addict. Hell, I can't do anything because I'm still high from last night. I can't do anything because I'm a felon. I can't do anything because so-and-so said this about me. Forget it. Forget it. His grace is enough. Let me tell you, I want you to look at me this morning. One day, it may not be today. It may not be today that everybody believes, but one day you're going to believe that message. One day it's going to sink in that you're saying, you know what, I believe in the Holy Spirit that is leading me that it doesn't matter what I've done, what I'm doing, or what I will do. His grace is enough, and it will change your life forever. Why not today? Why not today? I mean, we we look at the idea and say, man, a prostitute got it. A prostitute got it, man. She understood. She said, I'm putting everything, uh, even against the powers of the world, I'm pushing all chips to the table and I'm saying I'm in with Jesus. That's where my faith is going to be. I will still contend till my dying day. You got faith in something. It may be you. It may be science. It may be family. It may be your church membership. It may be doing enough good and leveling out the bad. I don't know what that is for you, but I can tell you this, the only faith that counts is the faith you put in Jesus Christ. Why not today? The Word says you will bow, you will say that He is King of kings and Lord of lords, why not today? When you have a chance, listen to the Holy Spirit, listen To what he's telling you to do. A prostitute in the lineage of Jesus. As if he's smiling down through the pages and said, I didn't even have to tell you. I didn't even have to inspire by the Holy Spirit to let you know that she was a prostitute. But not only that, not only is she this prime example of faith, but oh yeah, by the way, the Savior of the world, he came from her line. Don't you tell me that you can't because you're whatever. Don't tell me that. This book is full of examples of people that never should have been, never should have been accepted on man's standards, never should have been. But Jesus' grace is enough. It is for you and it is for me. By faith, Rahab realized who God was and is. He put her trust in that and not only that becomes a part of the lineage of the Savior of the world. Through this series, I've mentioned a couple of times a ripple effect. Buddy, if you don't see a ripple effect in that, that by faith in that one moment that she stood up and was brave and had faith, it is a ripple through eternity to even the lineage of Jesus Christ. Here's what I want to challenge you this morning in closing. Your faith, your by faith moment could have a ripple effect for generations. It just can but I got to ask you this. How you living? You living by sight? You living by what others have spoken over you? Or are you going to live by faith? The choice is yours. If you're here, you got a pulse, you got a purpose. If you're here, you got a pulse, you got an opportunity. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Don't listen to those other voices. And you know he's calling you to faith. If you're listening, he's calling you to faith saying, "You know what? He's right. Just believe. Just have faith." doesn't matter what you've done, what you're doing, or what you will do. His grace is enough. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day that you've given us. We thank you for the opportunity to even have faith in you. We thank you for a story like today that a prostitute by the name of Rahab, by faith, by faith, she believed. And it didn't just stop there. She Believe that she was in. She said, uh, not just in this moment here, in her physical Jericho salvation moment, but in a spiritual sense, I know that He is who you say He is. I know that He is God. I know He's given uh, you the city to those men. And so by faith, she believed. By faith. And then the lineage of Jesus Christ that a prostitute would be involved on us ever look at ourselves in the mirror and say, not me, I don't belong. It's hogwash. We're in if we believe. And we're not just in as a hired hand or a servant. We're in as a son and daughter of the king. We're royalty if we believe. We've all put our faith in something. I pray that everyone in this crowd chooses to put their faith in Jesus Christ. It could happen today. Today could be the day of salvation for those who don't believe today could change everything for the rest of their life, for generations a ripple effect, for their family, for their community, for their city, for their state, even for the country and for the world. It can make a difference. And so, Jesus, I pray everyone chooses you this morning. Listen to that call of salvation that you've given us. And then if we already believe that we just walk in faith stronger today, than we did yesterday draw closer to you in intimacy father that is your desire for each of us no matter where we're at and so we pray that over this crowd pray that today is the day of salvation and a day to walk in closer fellowship with you we pray and we ask it all in jesus name this morning amen